the Fitness Hacks Podcast, Episode 1. We're talking how to create an avatar to reach 100,000 Facebook likes with Dennis and Kelsey Heenan of HitBurn.com. Welcome to the Fitness Hacks Podcast by Redefining Strength. Breaking down fitness and the fitness business with some of the best names in the industry. And here are your hosts, Corey Lefkowitz and Ryan Heenan. Episode 1. Today's a special episode because there's the familial connection in this. We are joined by my brother, Dennis, and my sister-in-law, Kelsey. And what makes them so interesting is they're not just family, but they've managed to build a big business around high-intensity interval training and their brand, Hitburn. One interesting thing on the show today is that it's three college athletes. Both Dennis and Kelsey played basketball in college, and of course, Corey played tennis in college. It's always exciting to get to talk to another college athlete who's transitioned their passion for fitness into business. And not only have Dennis and Kelsey done that, but they've grown their business to 100,000 Facebook fans. You know, and I think it's interesting when they talk about how they did this, they did it all based off this concept of creating an avatar. And for those of you who don't know, an avatar is a made up person who is your ideal customer and who you're trying to sell to. I think so often we get caught up in who we want to sell to that we don't focus on who our products are actually made for. We don't choose that audience and then design things specifically for them. But Dennis and Kelsey not only identified that audience, but they made things directed towards helping their audience and meeting their specific needs. Yeah, and they go into discussing how they do custom nutrition plans and workout plans and have a membership site. And all of this was from transitioning a passion for fitness into a booming business. All right, let's jump right into it. All right, so today we have two very special guests on the show, and what makes them extra special is that they're family. So we have my brother Dennis and my sister-in-law, Kelsey. So guys, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell us about your background and your fitness journey and what led to your passion in fitness? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. We're basically forced to be on the show, as Ryan said, because we are related. However, it was also an honor to be here, so thanks for having us. Yeah, so basically my background and fitness journey started when I was in college. Uh, As a college athlete, I played basketball, and I basically went through my own transformation after my freshman year, where I put on 30 pounds of muscle and got very into working out, nutrition, and things like that, and that's kind of what got me very interested with just health and fitness in general. And just throughout my whole college career, I, you know, tried to continue to learn and and grow as an athlete. And then once graduating college, I became a personal trainer and uh, started, you know, training people and and coaching basketball and just kind of fell in love with that whole health and fitness side of things. And yeah, just have loved it basically ever since I was like 18. So that's kind of my quick story. And hi, this is Kelsey. And yeah, my, my background is kind of similar to Dennis. I played basketball in college and I just got into lifting after school and I became a trainer as well. And now I love being a part of the team with Dennis. And so it's kind of uh, been a journey together and growing process. Well, and of course you guys both look amazing. What's your current training routine looking like? Well, thank you. First off, Uh, (laughs) we appreciate that. So our, our current training routine right now, we do strength training three days per week. That's normally Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And we try to keep those to anywhere from 25 to 30 minutes. And then we add in some high intensity interval training two to three times per week, oftentimes on Tuesday, Thursday, and then we'll choose a day to throw in a post strength training routine. 
that's pretty much, uh, yeah. And we, we like to do a lot of sprints too. So we'll do a lot of sprints on days that we don't do our lifting workouts. So we'll kind of do an off day, uh, where we'll do between six and 10, uh, short sprints between 50 and hundred meters. So that's something that we also love to do. Yeah. Pretty simple. You know, I think it's pretty interesting this episode having three former college athletes on the show. So I imagine your training routines have changed quite a bit from the time you were in college to now. And full disclosure, I am the non-college athlete on the show. So I'll let you guys talk about the differences between when you were in college playing for a team. I'd imagine it was a lot more time, especially than you spend on the fitness side now. So do you want to go into what changed and what you like better and what you like less than when you were in college? Yeah, absolutely. So I can definitely start with this. In college, I was, as soon as I started seeing progress in the gym, I became very obsessed. I was going six to seven days a week in the gym, minimum 90 minutes. I thought that's what was needed in order to gain muscle and get in the best shape. On top of that, we had two hour practices almost every day. On top of that, I was also in the gym shooting, just working on, you know, getting better at basketball. So looking back, I, don't know how my body took that amount of work, to be honest. And like you said, we did have a lot more time because we were in college. And basically, our sport was our job at the time. And I, I look back on that now, and I did learn a lot. Like I learned how to really focus on progress and strength in the gym. I discovered sprints when I was in college and learned the power of that. But I also learned post-college that you don't need to work out nearly as much as most people think in order to not only get lean, but stay lean and be able to actually live a life outside the gym. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I love aspects of both. I mean, there's part of me that misses, you know, being on a team and being able to just hang out with the girls and you kind of have a family in that respect, but it's been kind of cool to grow in, in our kind of our fitness business and our fitness journey to be able to just kind of grow that family in a different way through our clients and be able to connect with people. And our training routine is a little bit different now in that it's more of a lifestyle. Whereas when you're training as an athlete for a team, you, you kind of have to put in hours and hours and hours of work to be able to compete at a super high level. And now, uh, we're, we've really scaled back where we're still able to stay super fit and perform the way that we want, but we've been able to scale back where it can be a lifestyle. We can, um, get in our workouts and they're fast and we enjoy them, but they're, they don't have to be at that super high competitive level. You know, I 100% agree with you guys. Like when I was playing tennis in college, it was all about the sport and training for the sport. And you had to put in so much time and effort for that sport. And now it's more about being a lifestyle. But the thing is, is that like, we also get to lift in the way that we want now. We get to do things that are fun, not just things that are training for the sport. And I don't know about you, Kelsey, but I know that in college, I didn't lift as heavy as I do now. And I've, I've seen so many more gains, both in strength and feeling better and looking better since I've gotten to lift heavier post-college. Absolutely. I totally agree. I mean, when you're, when you're training for a sport like that, you have to do very specific things, but now you can have different types of goals. And I love that. It's been a really fun change. Do you think that in college really sort of inspired you to want to pursue fitness post-college or what do you think was sort of that, that moment that you realized that you wanted to turn your passion for fitness into your career? So for me, when I, I mean, for when I was in college, I almost immediately knew after my transformation happened, I saw what an impact just health and fitness in general had on my life with, in terms of confidence and 
just not, not only in myself, but the way I carried myself. And I saw that as a huge thing when I saw other people go through similar transformations. It's pretty amazing to, to see someone with the glow on their face and the confidence that they have when they go through things like that. So I almost, I knew almost immediately that I wanted to be within that health and fitness world to some degree. I didn't uh, necessarily know, you know, what I was going to do post-college, but as soon as I graduated, I knew that's where I was being led. And that's why what made me pursue uh, my personal training certifications and, and just kind of studying and started starting to write and create programs and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, I would say mine started in college after my transformation. I know yours is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So I'll you kind of go into that. Yeah. And for me, I was in the public education sector for a few years after college and I really enjoyed it and I learned a lot. And um, I think that my kind of transition into more of the fitness niche was interesting because it really still is education. It's just kind of a different spin on things rather than kind of being in the public school sector. It's educating people about how to live their healthiest lifestyle. and. I really enjoy that because I'm still doing a lot of the same types of things that I'm doing or that I was doing, but just kind of in a different way. And I, I've really enjoyed the transition to be able to talk to people individually and say, wow, I didn't realize that fitness could be so simple and that I could be or get healthier and it doesn't have to be taking up all my time and be super complicated. And that's just a super rewarding uh, feeling to be able to have an impact on people in that way. You know, I think a lot of us do get into this industry because we want to help other people. We want to help them feel better, move better, you know, get inspired, get motivated, feel the same sort of passion that we feel. Can you tell me a little bit more about your business, share what you do, what you offer, sort of what programs you're promoting right now? Yeah, absolutely. So we run basically an online fitness business where we have a membership program where people can join and get monthly workouts and nutrition tips and everything like that. We do some custom nutrition and we're starting to do some custom workouts. And then we have individual programs that people can purchase. A lot of them are body weight workouts. We have several different types of nutrition programs. Um, We also have some weighted programs as well. Yeah, we do a lot on social media too, which we love. We do a lot on Instagram and Facebook where we just love to connect with the people that are following us and enjoy doing our workouts, enjoy doing our nutrition styles and things like that. So we have a wide range. We just try to get in front of a lot of people and share what we have. And our whole philosophy is to make fitness as simple as possible. And that's what we're trying to spread. You know, I think a big thing that you touched on was the fact that you went from being a personal trainer that was doing one-on-one to now, I mean, what, you're over 100,000 fans on Facebook, on social media. So you went from doing that thing where you're touching one person at a time to now you have this whole big group of people. Was there a moment you realized you'd rather train with a big group or reach, have that mass appeal compared to doing the one-on-one training? Yeah, totally. I mean, I, from the very beginning, I really, really struggled, to be honest, with one-on-one training. I don't know why I just, it just wasn't really something that I, that I enjoyed because I always knew in the back of my mind that I wanted to reach thousands and millions of people. And so every, you know, I learned a ton doing one-on-one training. That was something I'm very grateful for. I met some amazing people and I I don't want to say I didn't enjoy it because I did enjoy the people and getting to see their transformations. And I learned a ton just on how to train different age groups, uh, different types of people and that kind of stuff. But in the back of my mind, I was always looking for ways to expand more. And I knew that I can only put in so many hours during the day. And that's when I really started looking into different options. And obviously with being online, the option or the, the reach is really endless. And so it's been a really cool transition to go, you know, from training 
you know, 12 people in a day to now reaching thousands of people each day through our different channels. And the interesting thing about doing fitness online is being able to teach people and empower them to kind of start their fitness journey on their own. Whereas if you're training in person individually, I think you can make a great impact and you build great personal relationships. But if you're doing fitness online, people have to take that extra step to really do things on their own and be able to learn how to do the exercises when they're in their house by themselves. And even though you're with them, coaching them through video or through PDF or whatever they may have, they still have to do a little bit extra like work themselves. And it's kind of a neat way to be able to really empower people to take their fitness and lifestyle into their own hands. And so that's a really cool thing that we've been able to experience through our work online. Your stuff is great as well. With Hipburn, you guys really also focus on the diet portion. Can you tell us a little bit more about what your diet philosophy is and how you've helped people with dieting? Yeah, absolutely. So we are big fans of carb cycling and it's something that I stumbled across years ago. And I, when I first started it, um, like most people, they think it's really, really strict because most of the plans out there are very strict because it is geared more towards bodybuilders and physique athletes in order to get very, very low in body fat. And I looked at these plans and I'm just, I was just looking at this, like, how could I do this, make it a lifestyle for not only myself, but my clients that I was training at the time. And so my whole goal for those couple of years was to simplify the process as much as possible. And that's what we really teach is, is carb cycling, but what we call a flexible lifestyle carb cycle. And it's more geared towards just alternating, uh, depending on the goal that you have is alternating between lower carb and higher carb days. And just finding those meals that you really look forward to on both days. Cause that was one of the big things that we found too with carb cycling is so many people are just like, just eat chicken and broccoli when, I mean, let's be honest, half the population probably doesn't even like broccoli. So telling them to eat that is not the, is not going to get them results cause they're not going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the basically, we just want to teach that nutrition doesn't have to be complicated because I think a lot of people, you know, they'll read the different articles in Self Magazine and all these different kind of controversial information that's out there, and it just gets really confusing. And, you know, when people start counting calories and start counting all the macronutrients and just getting so rigid in their food choices, it just gets overwhelming. And then food becomes kind of all that you think about and all that it's just all consuming. And so we basically just want to teach carb cycling as a flexible lifestyle where you eat certain types of foods on certain days and other types of foods on other days and being able to cycle through lower carb and higher carb days to be able to fuel your, fuel your body better, help your body just perform a little bit better through um, those different types of nutrients at different times. And it's just, it, it sounds complicated at first, but when it boils down to it, it's just really simple and a great way to kind of maintain a healthy lifestyle in the long term. And I know you guys mentioned that you do custom carb cycling plans. You offer a lot of different programs. How did you decide to do some custom programs and then some programs that are sort of pre-done that people can buy and sort of do at their leisure? How did you sort of break down what you were going to offer and even figure out who it was appropriate for and help them figure out the program that's right for them? Yeah. So when we first started, we, we were just kind of creating those one-off programs where it was more geared towards a population. And so many different people could use it and see results. However, we also know that a lot of people, even though they purchase a program, they're not necessarily going to use it. That's the unfortunate thing. As much as you can email them and make sure that, hey, you know, make sure you're using the program. A lot of people just purchase it and then don't use it. And we were, you know, we don't want that to happen. And a lot of times the reason for that is people are so busy 
or they just don't want to take the time to, you know, learn how to build their own nutrition plan. And so when we were talking about these carb cycles, we started getting a lot of questions from people like, hey, would you mind building this for me? And we basically took their feedback and started offering that. And the, the way that we know that this is the right thing for people is because when they order it, they basically tell us like, I just need everything done for me. Like you get, yeah, I can purchase your 21 day plan, but I know I wouldn't use it because I wouldn't do anything with the information. So it's a lot of times people just want everything to be done for them. And that's why we decided to offer like the, the customized carb cycles where we actually take their information and go in and build a full plan for them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people are busy. They have lots going on. And we just figured that that would be something easy to kind of take a load off of uh, people's schedules to build their own plans and just take it into our own hands for them and just kind of take their preferences. And um, if they have any allergies or anything, being able to fully customize the plan to them so that all they have to do is eat. Mm hmm. It's great that you guys offer such a wide range. Say there's another personal trainer that wants to go online, Dennis. They feel the same way that you did. They want to reach more people. They want to help more people. How would they sort of start creating these products and start to get it into the online space? Yeah, good question. I would definitely first off recommend just sitting down and really thinking about who your ideal client is and who you ideally want to train. Because if your ideal client is the let's say 35 to 40 year old male that wants to lose weight. There's a lot of them out there and it's just really defining who you want to work with online and then building your brand around that and really making that your message for Kelsey and I, we, we know that a lot of women love high intensity interval training. And that's when we first got started. We're like, you know, we want to target women because that's who we want to help. That's who we've worked with the most in the past. And, you know, to my surprise, when I first got started, the majority of the people that were purchasing my programs were women. And so even though I started out online thinking I was going to uh, go after men and create programs for men, we had a lot of women uh, using our programs. And so I got to learn a lot just from their feedback on what they liked, what they didn't like. And so when we, when Kelsey joined the team, we kind of sat down and, and made that avatar of who, who we wanted to target and who we wanted to serve. And then we started creating programs around that. And the reason I say create the avatar, because you know how to create programs. If you're a personal trainer, you're probably very good at your job. You know how to create workouts. You probably know some stuff about nutrition. And then it's all about just creating that plan that has worked best for your clients in the past. And then trying to, to spread the word on that through, you know, growing your social media pages, growing your email list, getting in touch with other people within the industry to help you get started, um, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. I think just having a clear idea of, who you want to be as a fitness professional and just kind of an idea of the niche that you want your target audience, the types of programs that you want to create. Are you into body weight workouts? Are you into workouts with weights? Just kind of what is your style and having kind of a full idea of what that is, is important um, as you're kind of building your brand and your business. And like Dennis said, I think just connecting with other people who are in the, in the industry is really important. Making friends who can help you out along the way, I think is huge. You know, I think the interesting thing you touched on there is creating that avatar. And it's been interesting seeing the journey going from college athlete into the personal training space into the online space, now both into fitness and nutrition targeted specifically at a target market. 
What was that aha moment that made you realize this is who we're going to target and this is what we're going to target them with? And then what has been the most impressive growth you've seen, whether it's on social media, sales, traffic, that has come out of recognizing that avatar? Yeah. So like I said, we, when I first started, started out just this business on my own, it was a lot of superhero programs. So I had a lot of superhero body, superhero sprints, superhero abs, and I created those programs with men in mind. However, when people would mail to the page, I started noticing that the majority of the people that were purchasing these programs were women. And so I'd often get good, really good feedback from them on just, you know, what did they like about the workouts? What didn't they like about the workouts? What would they want to see more of? And eventually we took that information and we created a program called Hipburn, which is now our full brand. We actually created a program called Hipburn and it was one of our best sellers at the time. And so Kelsey and I kind of sat down and talked and we were like, you know, we might have something really good here with a really good name, all based around high intensity interval training. Everyone seems to like it. And so we started a Facebook page and we started focusing on growing that page and that was kind of our first aha moment was just the success of that program to, to kind of really say, tell us that, hey, people are interested in HIT, even though it is pretty widely known. We thought we could be the go-to source for high-intensity interval training. And that's still our goal today is to just kind of grow that so people, when they think of high-intensity interval training, they think of HIT burn. And the, the biggest growth that we've had is, I mean, our social media has been growing really, really rapidly in the last several especially in the last several months, we've, we, like, uh, Corey, you mentioned before, we just hit a hundred thousand on our page and we're growing by a couple thousand every single day, which is just so exciting and, uh, really, really cool. And we're just reaching a lot of people with not only our interval workouts, but as well as our carb cycling approaches. And yeah, so it's been, it's been a pretty cool journey since discovering that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think kind of a strategy that we used once we kind of had that first aha moment was we we started running a couple different challenges on different kind of small workout programs that we had put together. So we'd get kind of these small focus groups of people who would be testing out these programs and doing these challenges. And we got incredible feedback from these uh, clients of ours. And they they gave us just tons of information about you know, what did they want from a workout program? What did they want from an online trainer? And just all these types of things that just gave us incredible feedback and information to kind of help propel us forward into building even more aspects of our business. So that kind of aha moment um, through that program led us to doing these different types of challenges, which then really helped propel us forward in lots of other ways. You guys have just seen so many successes over this past year, even alone. What would you say were the biggest challenges you faced to grow your Facebook page, to build your brand? I would say the biggest challenge that we faced was just having the faith. I know for me, Mm -hmm. the faith that it's going to work and the trust that it's going to work. Naturally for me, I can be, I try to be optimistic, but a lot of times I, there's a lot of doubt. You know, if I put something out there, I'm like, oh my gosh, is this going to work? But it's a lot of times it's just getting over that fear and and just trusting trusting the process, tracking your numbers, and and really knowing that you are targeting targeting properly. This is what you're supposed to be doing. But that was probably my biggest challenge was getting over that hurdle of really getting to the point of accelerated growth and allowing that accelerated growth to happen. I think a lot of times for myself, I was actually I was the one holding me back in terms of being, you know, not as 
I don't want to say risky because we were tracking numbers, but I was, I don't know. I was just holding myself back a little bit. Yeah. And I, I think that kind of having that, that faith, like Dennis said, that you're going to make it work no matter what, if you're, if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to make it work. And there's, you know, different things that can happen along the way that may be quote unquote failures. I mean, we've tried a lot of different programs that didn't sell very well. And so we kind of went back to the drawing board and we started over and we've, we've tried a lot of different strategies. And so I think part of it is just not being afraid to fail, not being afraid to put yourself out there and then not being afraid to make the changes necessary to then make it work because not everything is going to be a home run the first time you put it out there. And so having the confidence to be like, okay, that wasn't the best. What can I change from there to make it work better next time and to make it fit people's needs better. So that's, that's a big piece. I think also um, a challenge with an online business is just figuring out how it works. There's a lot of, there's a lot of challenges with, with the tech, figuring out how to build websites, figuring out how to send traffic through, you know, Facebook and lots of other platforms. I mean, there's just a lot of different barriers that you kind of have to, there's just a huge learning curve and then figuring out all of the legal stuff and just kind of getting all those ducks in a row is a challenge, but it's not impossible. And it's just, it just takes a little bit of, uh, or a little bit of work to kind of figure out how to do all of those things. Yeah. And I think the, the fear of failure, you know, you are going to fail, but you have to learn from those failures. And I think a lot of times with, you know, especially in the beginning, when you, when you do start spending money on ads and, and, you know, Ryan, we've talked about this, like, we're not just some huge company that's spending, you know, their money. Like you're spending your own money on this stuff. And that's, that can be a very scary thing. And so a lot of times you have to just take the data that you, that you have and say, okay, this one was not very good. What can we do better to, or what can we do next time to increase that? But yeah, just not being afraid to fail. And like Kel said, just to keep pushing through and figuring out something that works. Yeah. And I mean, it's calculated risks. You want to be, you don't want to be afraid to put yourself out there and try new things, but also do do that with a little bit of calculation. You want to track your data. If you're spending money on advertising, you want to make sure you're tracking that you're not just throwing money, throwing money away through, you know, just throwing into the abyss, not knowing what you're doing with it. You need to take calculated risks, but also not be afraid to take those risks. Right. And I think that's great advice, even for people who are just starting out, who might not be at the point of tracking data or, or spending money on ads, but just the fact that knowing that you're going to fail and if you don't start, you don't have that opportunity to fail. And the failure is where the learning really happens. I mean, when you create something that doesn't work, you can take it and say, why, did, why didn't this work? And what can I do to make this work? So I think, yeah, like you said, going out there and getting outside of your comfort zone is key to getting started. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I think another thing, too, like you said, like a lot of people may, may think like, hey, I'm not, you know, I'm just starting out. I'm not ready to spend money on my, on my own ads or whatever. But a lot of times all it, all it takes is starting with $5 a day. I, I mean, we've, we've talked about this before, you know, just spend $5 a day and have a plan, you know, try to have a plan of action. Okay, how am I going to make that $5 back? And it's, it's not like you have to go out and start spending $100 per day right away. But you want, you know, you're going to start small. And then as you, as you start seeing that growth with, you know, your, your page or you're making sales in your program, that's when you can start trying to spend a little bit more and really trust the process. So what do you wish someone would have told you right when you were starting out that would have made it easier for you? That is a good question. I would probably say to just enjoy the process, honestly, enjoy every single step of the process. Even when you're starting out, when you're going through those struggles, when you're going through those slower growth uh, periods, when you go through a launch where you get this huge influx of customers and then 
you know, two weeks later, something on your email system breaks and then, you know, you think your whole business is crashing just to really sit back, enjoy the process, enjoy the, the, the ups, the downs, everything. Honestly, like it, people say that all the time, like, you know, enjoy the process, but I don't think a lot of times you, you don't sit back and really, really think like we were talking about the other day with when we hit a hundred thousand likes on Facebook, like it's so easy to pass those little things up when it's like you just hit a hundred thousand likes on Facebook. When you really think about that, that's a pretty cool milestone that you do need to sit back and, and say, wow, this is really cool. And it's the same thing when you hit a thousand or 10,000, it's the same thing. You just have to really enjoy that each step in the, uh, of the process. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think of two things. I think of simplify mm-hmm. because I think that a lot of uh, businesses can be overcomplicated and just trying to go all different directions, trying to make all these different types of things work. But I think simplifying the the systems, simplifying whatever you're working on is super important. Stay focused on the one main thing and kind of figure out how you're going to make that one main thing work before you start branching off into other things. And I'll, then, I'll pipe in really yeah. quick because that's something that we've been focused on, especially for the last several months, which, which is when we've seen a lot of growth happening is we've really, we really have simplified our entire process where as in the beginning, I would kind of create a program, launch it. All right. We launched that for five days. Now let's create another program, launch that. And so it's, you know, I was creating a lot of content, but there was not a lot of focus. And so that's a really good point of just, you know, we now have a very simplified funnel where we're tracking very, very, you know, specific things, but it's only three or four things. It's not like a hundred things like we were before. Mm -hmm. That's just such great advice for any entrepreneurs out there. But I also can't help but say that this is also great advice for anybody beginning their fitness journey. As fitness experts, we constantly are telling our clients, you know, don't be afraid to fail. Keep going. You know, be patient. Take the time to really track your progress and celebrate those little victories. So that is just such great advice, whether or not you're starting your own business or starting out on the fitness journey. And just to sort of ask you guys, where do you see the fitness business going? Where do you see the fitness industry going? You know, what's the future of fitness? Yeah, so that's a really good question. So with how technology is advancing and with all the powerful platforms that are now coming up every single day online, I really do see more and more people are going to be starting to join online fitness communities, especially because uh, they're more cost effective. You can stay connected. And we've seen it through Facebook. People love to interact on Facebook. People love to interact on Instagram. And I think we're going to see more and more platforms just like that, where friends are going to be actually, you know, doing group classes together in the morning, but in different places. And I think we're also too, there's a lot of, a lot of big uh, influencers in the fitness space that do a lot of live events that are, that really bring their communities together. I think that's a really big thing, but the, the main focus for those communities is online. That's where they're growing their huge followings. And then they're just bringing these people together for, you know, once or twice a year. So I think that's a really big aspect of where fitness is going to be going is it more towards the online world where, where they're going to then have meetings where they're going to meet in person, maybe a couple times a year. But yeah, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, just in our own experience being online for a few years, the impact that we've been able to have is 
a lot more widespread than if we were just at one place, um, having individual clients, which is really cool. But then also just, you know, you, you can see online being maybe impersonal. It can maybe feel a little bit more disconnected, but in a way we've actually been able to build incredibly close relationships with people that we've never met in person. I mean, some of our best friends are fitness people that we've met online and then we met them at different conferences, then also just individual clients. I mean, we have some small groups of people who are kind of in different cohorts that probably chat every single day and, and ask about each other's families and how they're doing and all this stuff. And they, they've met, never met. They live on the opposite side of the world, but they're incredibly close because they're in this tight-knit fitness community online. And I just think that's so cool. And like Dennis said, having those kind of in-person meetings once or twice a year to kind of get people together. I mean, that's how people create movements is kind of through this, this large wide cast net being able to bring people together like that. I think it's a really cool thing that is kind of just getting started. Yeah. Since you guys see the future of fitness online, how would you recommend a trainer get started sort of building their online business? What would be the first thing you would tell them to do? That's also a very good question. I, we, we both see social media as such a huge platform to reach a lot of people, especially if you have a a really good message to share. And my guess is that, you know, if you are a personal trainer or a gym owner, you have a good message that you want to get to more people. And so I would just recommend, you know, obviously you probably have a website or things like that. Start putting your programs that you're creating, their programs are, are working the best start putting them online, whether you sell one of them or whether you sell 10,000 of them, just have them out there for people to have options. So if someone finds you through your social media channel, they have an option to purchase one of your programs. So even if you live in the United States, someone from Australia might be able to purchase your program. So just starting to put content online and then trying to figure out how to grow your community through, I mean, we, we personally love Facebook and see it as just a big opportunity for anyone to, to spread, spread, you know, their, their message of, of health and fitness. And so just putting, putting together a, a good social media page where you provide really good content, really good value, put workouts on there, uh, do the live streams and, and connect with your, your fans and followers. And then going back to that avatar, have that avatar in mind and then start targeting them and try to get in front of them as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think create a following through some sort of social media channel. Don't try to do it all. Pick one or two channels um, that that work best for you. So if you feel like you like Facebook or like Instagram or like YouTube, choose one or two of those that you can create content for. And then like Dennis said, have a website and then create one program that you believe is a, a great workout program or a great nutrition program that will really make a difference for people. And then just put it out there and then you can figure out how to market it from there. But just kind of start building a following of people and create a program that they can then buy from there. I think that's good advice for people just starting out, but also trainers who just want to grow their their social media channels more. And I mean, you guys have done it the right way. So to look at Hitburn's pages and model after that would be a great way. So now's the fun part. It's called the Fast Five Fitness Facts, where we're going to ask you five different questions and you're going to give us your best answers. Perfect. Are you ready? Ready. Question number one, what is your favorite exercise? Pull-ups, for sure. Oh, that's a tough one. I like any shoulder exercise, but I would say overhead press. What exercise do you hate but love at the same time? Everyone's favorite burpees. Have to have it. 
I would say burpees too, but I also hate deadlifts, but I also don't have any love for them. <laughs> no love for deadlifts. Oh, zero, zero love. All right. Next question. What is the best book you've ever read? I would say the four hour work week simply because it got me first. It first got me thinking outside the box about possibilities. So that's what I would say. That is a super tough question. Um, there's so many good books. I would say my favorite author is probably C.S. Lewis. Um, so I like a lot of his books. If I'm on vacation, in vacation mode, you can't stop me from reading Nicholas Sparks. Yeah, no shame there. And I would say just in general, I, just for like information, I really like TED Talks, which isn't a book, obviously, but I really like those just kind of getting different information about tons of different topics. Okay, now one of the most telling questions of all your favorite pump-up song. What is it? Anything techno or rap. <laughs> Mine is Drake. Anything Drake. Probably the motto. <laughs> That's good. I thought you were going to say it was a TED Talk. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. And last question. If you could train with one person, alive or dead, besides me, who would it be and why? <laughs> well, since you're out of the, out of the equation... I would say Gerard Butler training for the movie 300. Very specific. I know, but uh, I want to go through the workouts. <laughs> I would say Lolo Jones. I think she's an incredible athlete and she seems like a really interesting person. And so I'd love to meet her and train with her. That's great. Great answers. Very informative. Nice to get to know you guys. And thanks so much for being on the show today to give everyone who's listening some more information about where to find your products, where to find you um, feel free to plug whatever programs you want right now. And we'll put these in the show notes as well. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. Um, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash hit H I I T B U R N. And then we also have a lot of our stuff on hitburn.com. So that's just our website and then our Instagram page about to hit 10,000, which is awesome. Been waiting for that day for a long, long time. So hopefully, when you check that, we'll be there. But that's just at Hitburn H I I T B U R N. So, and if you guys want to see one of the most organized and beautiful Instagrams ever, definitely go check theirs out. Love it. It's great, great inspiration. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. It. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Fitness Hacks podcast by Redefining Strength. For the show notes and more episodes, visit redefiningstrength.com.